welcome back. Figured I would jump in there. I see you. <laughs> Checking out careerbuilder.com. We are back. <laughs> you know, fucking worse. I saw you. Oh, welcome right back, the back to the Gentleman's oh, Dojo. This is a special one today, by this the way. Is a, this yeah, is yeah, a great yeah. one. I'm really excited about yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, to my left, as always, from Detroit, Michigan. Enjoy the comedy stylings of Gary Cannon. Yes. I am Steve Byrne from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We have we had such a great time with him last run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came back. He's co-hosting with us. I came back. From the Father Muckin Protocol on All Things Comedy, yes, Dean sir. Edwards is co-hosting with yes, us. Sir. Yeah. And well, we needed you. reinforcements. Thank you for having me back. I, I I couldn't get enough of you two and your banter. Such a, <laughs> such a great guy. I was having Dean explain to you what an IMDb page was, what a manager was. Please. He seemed a little confused. And you by get the Wi-Fi way, at Starbucks. By what? the way, our guest today, I'm very excited because he directed on your show, which was one of his first dramas that he directed. <laughs> you are the fucking worst, dude. You're a friend of mine. Um, there's, there's, there's so much talent in this room yes. that we needed a co-host. Yeah, because we have joining us today the incredible, the talented Mr. Phil Lewis. Yeah, everybody. yeah, I like that. Oh. Phil, quite, Phil with two L's in the that film. That is L's. Do that you do correct. that because there's... Well, uh, I do that. This was my Letterman story, but he's now not on the air anymore, right? It's on. <laughs> so I'll tell it here. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to share it on Letterman. I was going to do it on Letterman. Saving it. You've been, right. been saving, saving it. it for that. So Gary's been I, saying that for I, years. Or season four I, of Sullivan. I, there you go. Shut the fuck up. Uh, R.I.P. Phil, so here's the thing. I started my acting career when I was 10 years old. And I was filling out my actor's equity card, mm. and it said stage. It said, put out your birth name. You fill out your birth name. And then it said stage name. And I was like, ooh, stage name. <laughs> I could go with Lou Gossett, but that's been <laughs> <laughs> So I said, I told my mom, I said, I just want to be Phil Lewis. I want to be Phil Lewis, right? What was it? Pre- so, was it well, Philip? Philip. I was okay. always called Philip. Mom, okay. dad called me Philip. And my brother. So I, I, you spelled Philip with two L's. Mm-hmm. I assumed you spelled Phil with two L's. So I put it down, oh, and there it stuck. Thank you, David. <laughs> At the age of ten, that's awesome. Paul. Play us out. <laughs> I, I've got to work on a song for you just for Phil with two L's. <laughs> now you have you started acting at ten. I started. At 10, you were yeah. born in Africa, correct? I was born in Uganda. My parents were in the Peace Corps. My dad was oh, a okay. regional director in the Peace Corps. In fact, but my was he mother, an, an ambassador? He was later in his career. I okay. mean, that's why I'm in therapy because mm. my father's resume is insanity. Um, he was he was in the Peace Corps. Then he ran the phone company in Washington D.C. for uh, a number of years. He was president and CEO, and then Jesus. he was going to retire. And he a headhunter found him, and he became. Um, they asked him to run National Public Radio. Wow. So he was the first black My president God. I, of, of NPR. Dude, I was just sitting here saying these are the most eclectic black people that I, I've ever experienced. That he went from Peace Corps right, right. to to uh, to the phone company, phone company, and then and then NPR. Wow. And and then he was in. He was with you know in with Clinton and Gore, and so uh, Clinton asked him to submit his res- or submit his um, resume to be ambassador to South Africa. Wow. So he was ambassador to South Africa for two years. So they went back years, and later. you ended I mean, up on the Disney Channel, exactly, <laughs> which is the natural progression, <laughs> right? Right, exactly. So sense. my my father was, you know, trying to stop apartheid, and I was taking a pie in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it the same thing? Wow. Now, when you say equity, d- did you start off doing? Uh, you were in? I was doing in stage. stage. Yeah, yeah. I was doing okay. musical theater. That was my wow, thing, wow. you know. And wow. I knew I grew up in D.C., so I knew it was either New York or L.A. And then 
when I was a senior in high school, I said, you know, I want to be on film and television. Mm-hmm. So it was a matter of getting out to L.A. So I moved out here when I was 17, lived with uh, my best friend and his mom. They happened to go to Beverly Hills High. Oh, wow. And as, as you can hear, you know, my my we we, we, grew, we didn't grow up poor. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. We grew up pretty right. well off. Right. Well, Beverly High was a whole different tax bracket. Right, I right. I mean, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, the, the, the parking lot at Beverly High for the students was... I mean, for the, the students. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> let's, let's more $75,000 cars right, than you could right. imagine. Oh, wow. It was, crazy. It, was, it was nuts. But it was a great experience. And so you finished right high school out here. I did. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. And started working. And what did your family there. think of you moving out? I mean, well, the... you know, they knew, again, since I started when I was 10, they knew that this was something that I wanted to pursue. Okay. And, you know, my friend grew up in D.C. So we were life, have been lifelong, right. lifelong friends. So my parents were like, oh, yeah, take it. And plus, it, it sounds know? like your, your parents, because of, uh, specifically with your dad's trajectory, um, they were very open-minded. Extremely open-minded. Because, very because you couldn't have done that. You couldn't have even just move, moving from Washington, from Chocolate City right, right. to totally. Beverly Hills. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Takes a special kind of person to say, no, go ahead, you're good. Right, exactly. Well, no, they were Going to Uganda. I'm also... You know what's funny? The you know what's great about bone. that story is that I did a... I was doing. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I did. I did this. Mo- I did this TV series in the early '90s called Teach, and I was a, a black music teacher at an all-white boys prep school. Mm-hmm. Was the premise. So, you, as you guys know, uh, you know, you have to do a lot of press, and you do mm-hmm. all this press. So they send out press packets to the people prior to you getting in the room, and right. you go to this room, and people just fly, file through. So um, this one guy starts off, and he goes, "I'm looking at your press release." And he says, it was, it was for radio, actually. And he goes, um, so uh, here we are with Ugandan comic oh. Phil Lewis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he started oh, wow. up. Oh, Ugandan wow. comic Phil Lewis. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Did you play along? Yes, I appreciate exactly. you saying that right. to both me. That's good. And then I started doing a little click, click. And I'm not. <laughs> Ugandan comic. So. Wow. But yeah, but uh, made my way out here, started doing Well, I, I was looking on. Like what? What do you remember? What the first TV credit you have, according to IMDb, is? Would you know what it is? Well, I, I have it. I'm, the I'm first curious if you know. TV credit. Um, uh, well, if, if it were back in DC, it would be either Powerhouse or Newsbag. Okay. <laughs> if it were out here, yeah, it would be two two seven or Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues. Oh, wow. Blues. Nice. And okay. when I read that, I was like, that's how long he's been working. That's yeah. how Dude, old. Hill Street Blues. Hill and Street then you Blues. you did both Jefferson spinoffs. I did. <laughs> you did? You wow. did 227 and I Amen. Did. I you did dealt wow. with multiple lines. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I moved on up. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Dude, married with children. Yeah. Charles yeah. in charge. Well, look, he's yeah, done. Yeah, man has yeah. done his research. But like all those great shows I grew up watching, but obviously right. you were much younger. I mean, you were you started at ten, so yeah, I mean, this yeah, is like yeah. a storied career. It's you know, uh, uh, blessed and uh, wait, knock wait, on wood. Yeah. I mean, it's been pretty amazing. I haven't had. I did take one other job for about two weeks, but that was it. And other than that, I've managed to make a living. What kind of you job? Know, in this was it? I did uh, phone sales. Oh, okay, wow. and we were selling. It was a scam, actually, which I didn't. Find <laughs> out. I didn't find out until I'm like three weeks in. I go, great. I can imagine my father, you know, getting a call. So Ugandan you, scam you, artist <laughs> Phil Lewis with two Totally. So I the the thing was, we'd sell. This is how long ago this was. We would sell toner 
to uh, for to companies for their Xerox machines mm -hmm. or their their copy machines. Mm -hmm. But it was a scam. So what you would do is they had this huge list, and you would call up and you'd go, uh, "Yeah, can I get the uh, can I get the um, uh, the uh, com computer or toner department?" You know. And they'd, they'd send you down to, like, some 17-year-old who's working in a basement. Oh. And, and he'd pick up the phone. you go, hey, so you guys ready for that toner? And he doesn't <laughs> uh, know who he's uh, talking to. Uh, oh, yeah, right. I guess. Right. <laughs> you know, I said, no, it's fine. We'll just go ahead and send that out. How many cases can we put you down for? Uh, how oh, many wow. were? That's perfect. There were six that you ordered last time, so I'm going to put you down. And so you do this whole scam, and you worked wow. on commission. Wow. And I did wow. that for two weeks, yeah. and that was the only your gig that I had. Your spirit so, was like, nah. Just I say, couldn't do it. Couldn't say. do it. I mean, I was in the wholesome business of entertainment. Yeah, I couldn't do that. But I, I got to ask you, I mean, all those TV credits you had, yeah. uh, even, even I mean, just a few weeks ago, you, you do Undateable. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, the yeah. last one that's listed. So wh what is one where you, where even you as an actor, but also a fan, were just like, I can't believe I'm here. This is wild. Well, you know, uh, it certainly wasn't Sullivan and Son because that ah! was. <laughs> I, I see whose side he's on here, Steve. Well, no, Gary actually, you know what? I'm Switzerland because let me tell you. Do you know how I got here? See, Gary, I I don't know who does the PR, but dude, you got Here's the thing. So I get a text that says this: Hey, Phil, it's it's Gary. Uh, I was the warm up on Salt. You may not remember me, and I went, I don't delete. <laughs> and then I get another one. Hey. About a week later, hey <laughs> Phil, it's Gary again. Uh, look, I'm uh, got a podcast. Hey, I was wondering if you could do a podcast podcast with some guy named Gary. <laughs> and on the third one, he gets smart. He goes, "Hey, I'm a friend of Steve Byrne." I went, "Oh, Byrne, dude, you gotta open with Byrne. You gotta open with Byrne. Don't no. don't bury the lead. Right, right. <laughs> and I have cupcakes. Right. <laughs> you gotta open. With you gotta Byrne. you gotta open yeah. strong. It's <laughs> like a conversation. On the call sheet, dipshit. Well, I'll right. tell you this. You know, as an actor, <laughs> as an actor, I did a character arc on Friends, and okay. I must say, they I did I, have the, a black friend. They had well, he wow. was a and he was a boss. Oh, I was, nice. I was Chandler's nice. boss for three episodes. Nice. Yeah. So, and, and I remember. It, so this was epi or, uh, season ten or okay. eleven. So, so you know, this was a storied run, right? Yeah. And I remember standing about to enter into the central perk. And I, I said to myself, and I had done a lot of television, a lot of films, and I said, I'm about to do an episode of the most successful television show yeah. in history. Right. And that's pretty cool, you yeah. know, to be, you know, with those people, you know, in that kind of environment mm -hmm. was pretty amazing. So, but I've, you know, I've had the chance to work with Whoopi Goldberg. I've had the chance to work with... Um, with obviously um, Billy Gardell and mm. and uh, Melissa McCarthy, mm. I've worked with Hal Linden. I've worked with uh, Lily Tomlin. Mm, I was able wow. to direct wow. some of these people, which is just which amazing. Is awesome. Yeah, it's got to be because you're you, so coming up as a fan of them. Like, how do you, do you say like say working with Whoopi? Right. When you when you sit down and you and you you're like wow okay. Yeah, I, I'm directing her. Right. Now, Whoopi, I didn't get to direct. Okay. I actually worked with, as, okay. as okay. an actor, we did an after-school special. That's how long ago that was. Well, we did an after-school special wow. together, yeah, which was amazing. But I the, I think the question that you're asking is, for example, Lily Tomlin. I yeah. remember I had given, I, uh, we were doing a scene. It was a, a show called Malibu Country, Lily Tomlin and Reba McIntyre. I remember that, right? And we're doing a scene, and uh, I had a note for Lily Thomas. So I went in, and I gave her this note. I said, you know, why don't you try uh, try doing it this way or putting the emphasis on this word? And she she paused, and I went, oh, fuck. Wow. And then she went, 
you know what, that's a good idea. Oh. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. And so I literally just stepped back. I don't even know who was next to me, but right. I went, oh, my God, I just gave Lily Tomlin a note on comedy. I just gave Lily Tomlin a note on comedy. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, how crazy is that? Because it has to be, was there some intimidation, or do you have to say to yourself, look, I'm direct and I got to charge in? A little bit above. Right. You know, there certainly is tim- intimidation. And you want to give, like, Shelly Long, you, you want to give her, she has a process, and you right. want to give them that process. Right. Let them do what they do. Mm-hmm. Because as an actor, that's what I would want. Right. You know, okay. do what you do, what feels good. Um, but yeah, you have to step in and say, you know, let's try it this way. I right. saw you do that at yeah. Sullivan's and you walked through the cash like, can you guys be funny? Well, yeah. And, uh, then, and, and just, good. Right. God. And you it, know. Yeah. And well, what is it like? Going <laughs> what is it like? But you know, we, we had some fun. What did we do? <laughs> we did, oh, we, like, we would throw stuff in. We did, you had a scene with, uh, with Owen about, uh, Oh, the the thing he was doing a thing with uh, he was going to a baseball game. Yeah, and he was he he had the big foam finger. Yeah, and for some reason you were like, dude, you can't take the you got to give me the finger. And he's like, no, I'm not giving you the finger. And then uh, I can't remember what it was, but we came up with the line. We did a, a spoof on. Um, uh, a Who's few a... good men. Like, you can't handle the finger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we had shot the scene. We were ready to move on. And I remember Steve going, dude, that is so funny. We have to stop and re. And, oh, we had, okay. and so we went back and redid it. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing. I love that collaboration of having, right. you know, and working with stand ups. Is, is that the take you used? Did you use we that? They ended up using it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But of all the directors yeah. we had, I remember even we were doing this episode where it was uh, like a talent. Competition or the open mic night or something, and we had these two it was guys karaoke do it. Night. karaoke night, yeah. 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 And we were plotting out the last scene with the two brothers, and they were like, "Oh, they're not brothers," right. and they were like two <laughs> gay guys that were singing or whatever. And uh, and Phil was so like hands on and so uh, so apt to improv and come up with that. Try that. Let's right, do that. Right. And just it would spiral. And I was like, "This is," it's like that's why I appreciated you being the actor because I think sure. from the actor's perspective you could come in yeah. so what is it like going from from uh, working being in the zoo to the zookeeper well it's does it's it give you that insight it certainly gives you that insight but it's also scary you know mm-hmm. as an actor when we do for those of you who don't know we do uh, a producers run through and then a network run through and then we shoot the show so before those run throughs we've rehearsed for a couple of days and as an actor you go you look at the director and you go don't worry about it we got it we'll yeah. pull it up for a run through right, don't worry right. about it it'll be fine because when they come in for run throughs and by they i mean the producers right. and the studio and the network you want it to be a good show right. because as a guest director you're kind of you know you're out it's your you're name on the, the line yeah. a little bit yeah. because they they don't they know the cast but they don't know you right so uh so as an actor, I go, yeah, don't worry about it, dude. We got it. And during run-throughs, we we'd bring it. And that you guys would say the same thing to me on Sullivan. Don't worry, it'll be okay. Run-throughs <laughs> gonna be great. Right. And it was. But you're nervous as a director because mm, you're going, God, I hope they're I hope they're rehearsed enough. Did I rehearse them enough? Maybe they're not. Right. Maybe they are they over rehearsed? Are they? You know. So you really, you know, it gives you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Does know, that go away? Like over over time? Um... Once if you you know, I did I think six episodes. Okay. Of Sullivan, so after the first two... after the first couple, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. You know, there was some time where. You you just go, oh yeah, now I know right. that I know they'll bring it up. And working on Undateables the same way. You okay. know? And like, let's say you you, you direct all these actors. You've you've had a a cornucopia of of, of your resume stacked. Oh, but is it is it is it harder or more difficult to work with stand-ups? You you worked with Craig Robinson on right. Mr. Robinson, yeah. you worked on Undateable, you worked with Sullivan, there's a bunch of stand-ups. What is your take on on working with stand-ups? Well, the beautiful thing about working with stand-ups is 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I, was, was it a TV joke? You bought it. I bought it. Right? I also I said thought, to myself, wow. I said to myself, <laughs> I said, you know what? I see what he's doing. <laughs> well, you're, you're but I'm a stand up, so I'm like, <laughs> I can't give it, I can't give it up. Because I'm like, I, 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 I'm, I'm pained, but I'm at the same time, damn, that's a good one. Oh, I thought it was getting sentimental. And then I was like, this motherfucking asshole. <laughs> Who invited him here? <laughs> it was a little, a little tear. That Denzel glory exactly. tear was bubbling up totally. in his right eye. No, but the beautiful, look, the greatest <laughs> thing about working with stand-ups is the fact that you guys live <laughs> on the edge. It's what you do. Mm-hmm. So you know, to look, for example, Undateable. You know, the last season we did live, so it was mm-hmm. live television. There was no second take. There mm-hmm. was no retake. There was no hey, let's try this. If there was a let's try this, it was happening in a commercial break. Mm. So you know, and and. Crystal Lee and Brent Morin and and uh, and Rick Glassman, Ron Funches. I mean, these guys, they love living on the edge, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you, they just get out there and do their thing. I mean, right. the script is there for a reason, but not, a lot of times not always heated, right. right? And it was the same thing with Sullivan. The fact that I could, you know, if we came up with something that we thought was funny, we knew that we could throw it to these guys and they would get it. And, you know, you have the executive producers coming down and we would do two shows. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of this, <laughs> between the first and second show, there'd be 17 pages yeah. of rewrites. Yeah. But we knew that these guys, because they enjoy that thrill of being out there, mm-hmm. really not knowing what's going to happen, we knew that that was going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And the same with Melissa McCarthy and with Billy on, on Mike and Molly, you know. They enjoy that thrill, and Melissa will fall. She would love to fall. She just physical comedy, right? Yeah, I was like, so brilliant. Yeah, I was like, Melissa, so you trip down the second stair when you come in. She goes, you know, I could start at the top of the stairs and just fall down the whole the whole stair. I went, you know, yeah, we don't have the insurance for that, you know. But but they love you guys love living on the edge and being out there, which is I think that's the greatest thing about. But then it's different because you've done two broke girls, yes, right? Yeah. So is that different because those girls aren't necessarily. Comedic right. actor. I mean, they're right. they're, 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 they're great actors, right. right? They're not saying they're great actresses, and you know, you have you have Jonathan Kite, and you have right. um, uh, um, uh, Garrett Morris. You know, you have people around them that you know do. I mean, it's kind of the opposite of what Seinfeld did. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld being that one, you know, stand up, and then well, of course, Michael Richards, but everybody right. else kind of revolved right. around that. Um, and that's similar to what Two Broke is. They have the two girls that have the storylines, and then you pepper in right. the Jonathans and the Garretts right. and all that fun stuff. But yeah, you have to know your room. I mean, that's just the right. thing. Right. You just have to know who you're working with, how they work, how they like to work. Um, you know, Dan Loria was a guy that just wanted to rehearse. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, yeah. He was just, you know, and, you know, Owen didn't really want to rehearse, <laughs> you know? So you have to find the balance Bound. of how you're going to get things <laughs> going and how you're going to get right. But I love the input of the stand-up and mm-hmm. the input of the actor and the input of the performer because at the end of the day, it's you guys that are out there in front of the and camera. It, you do know? you think that's because you, co- you come from the acting Absolutely. world and so you you appreciated, when totally. you're an actor, you appreciated a, a director saying to you, what, what do you think? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I have a roadmap of how I think something should look and how mm-hmm. I think something should sound mm-hmm. but I'm not married to any of it my ego's completely out of it I want to okay. hear what because you guys have been doing it you know I came in you know in the middle of season one I think or mm-hmm. the end of season one on Sullivan you guys have been doing it for seven eight nine episodes right. you know by the time right. I get there you guys have a way of doing things it's my job to fit into that system as opposed to saying hey we're gonna reinvent the it wheel. was it was yeah. definitely interesting because my buddy Roger does warm-up on two broke girls yeah, and yeah. that show 
infamously takes a long time mm-hmm. to film, always mm-hmm. five, really? six hours. Right. And I remember Roger calls me one day and says, we were in and out in under three hours. Right. He's like, we had this amazing director, Phil Lewis. He got oh, us in and so out nice. quickly just because mm. he knew what he was doing. Boom, boom, boom. And so I remember when I saw our sheet and I saw that he was coming, I was like, this is going to be a great night because mm. certain directors, you, Mark Zendrowski, sure. yeah. uh, uh, Jamie Whittles, like yeah. all these guys just have the vision already. They know what they're doing and they come in and just knock it out. That, I, I so appreciate you saying that and being mentioned in that company is, is fantastic. I f- worked, both of those guys have directed me, Mark and, uh, oh, and wow. Jamie. And, and then I got a chance to work with Burroughs uh, last year. I mean, so I've had the, the chance to be around or work with or follow certain directors. And you're right. It is, you know, the preparation is the key, but you also have to allow for the input of the the creative team and with Two Broke, you know, they like to write a lot mm-hmm. uh, in between scenes. Right. And that seems just kind of eats up time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then it's my job to make sure that the cast is fresh the right. next time we come back. So it's a juggling act. What, what's your, if you don't mind, what's yeah, your process w- as far as preparation? If you know you're, if you know you're shooting, uh, and I, I just went to Carmichael's show last, right. last right. Uh, Friday. And I was almost the same as I think I was impressed because I said, you know what? They have, they have Dag, they have uh, David. Alan Greer and Loretta Duvine, right. who are the both both uh, veterans, but also they both worked in live theater. Sure, you know. Yeah. And then you have uh, Tiffany Haddish and, and Gerard Carmichael mm-hmm. and, and Lil Rel, and then Tony Baker and a couple of other comics that were guests guesting that episode. And and I said it's it's great to watch because you see all the moving parts, but you also see the two people that ground sure. the show, sure. and the others are stacked around them. Right. And so as a director, how are you look do if you're going to shoot Carmichael show um, next Monday right. or start working on it. Do you start the week before? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I always go in and observe and okay. try and figure out, you know, by the time I started my week on Sullivan as mm-hmm. a director, you know, I knew who was difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was a diva? <laughs> that was a TV joke. It was, I said it, tea! It wasn't was coffee! Look, it, 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 it wasn't the Sullivan but here's the, the sun. Thing. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, and it's also good to know because, you know, I spent, like, the first time I observed on Sullivan's uh-huh. Son, I spent about a half an hour kissing up to Steve's brother because uh-huh. I thought that was Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you think all black people look alike. I'm like, I'm like, damn. Damn. <laughs> I was like, I loved your work. I saw you in Akron, Ohio. You were fantastic. I was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> the next week, Steve doesn't have the tattoo. Exactly. Like, yeah, what exactly. happened? Whoa, you stopped smoking? The- What's going on? <laughs> hey, this is neat. So it, no, but you go and you oh, observe and you you know you learn who you know who likes to take direction, who doesn't like, okay. it, who likes to run That's through smart. scenes, who likes to you know take their time, who like you know you kind of get the vibe of the mm-hmm. show. So okay. again, you know your room, right, you know. Right, so right, that's right, the most right. important. I'll say right. even when you came a week early and right. you didn't come to just like one rehearsal, you came to a few different things. Yeah. You came to the run through, you came to the taping, mm. right. and I remember Vince Vaughn and Peter Billingsley who produced our show. They they were like. Phil's here again. And they go, <laughs> they go, that's, and Vince goes, that's awesome. Oh, that guy cares. Cool. Oh, he yeah, cares. Yeah, yeah. And so when you came in, we were off to the races because, right. again, you, you care. And I think there's a reason why your resume is as stacked as it oh, is. I appreciate that. Obviously, you do all that. I got to ask you this. Yeah. As, a, as an actor who is now directing that's still 
goes and dabbles in acting, I sure. assume. But yeah, I think you're acting. You're directing more than you're acting. Is that Absolutely, yeah. yeah. When is the last time you sat in that chair and said, "This looks like so much goddamn fun. I want to get in there. I want to get in the mix. I want to act." Uh, When's the last time you saw that? Well, you know, it was probably on Undateable. You know, when you yeah. watch these guys, especially when you're doing it live, because yeah, nobody's live. doing that. Right? Yeah, you know, and you you're watching. Except SNL. Except SNL. My ego but, just but, <laughs> but let me say this. You know, we do it live twice. Oh, okay. okay. We do an East, East Coast West. version yeah. and a oh, West Coast oh, version. Oh, that's, you know what, Whereas okay. SNL okay. only does the one Well, the we one do the show. 8 o'clock, but nobody sees it. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. No, we're, we're on. We're on. <laughs> I was just giving it. No, I think that's, yeah. you know, that was the, you know, because multi-camera comedy is how mm. it started, as mm-hmm. you know, 227 and... Um, and some of the early shows. So that's my love, and I love right. doing it. So watching, you know, you put a scene up or you, you, you get a couple of scenes up and you go, man, I would love to be in there just kind right, of right, yeah. it out, you know. Um, but, you know, I was great. I did uh, a couple of show, a couple of episodes of a show called Angel from Hell, which is actually not on anymore, but uh, Jane Lynch's show. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, CBS? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fox. Was that Fox? I don't this know. is why it's canceled. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> but I remember seeing the promos. I was like, oh, exactly. I love her. Yeah, 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 totally. And the show didn't go. But it was great because, you know, it was nice to be on a set mm-hmm. uh, and and not having a thousand people ask you questions. Oh. You know, as an actor, you were just doing your thing. Right. In fact, I'm, I'm now I'm doing a pilot for NBC. I'm shooting mm-hmm. a, we're about to shoot a pilot for NBC. And I'm directing it. Mm-hmm. And I told Peter Roth, the head of Warner Brothers, uh, last week I said this is my first time in this casting office and I'm not nervous. You know, because oh, wow. it's been you know a long time of wow. slugging it away. Right. Well, yeah. I, I got I also got to ask you this. I don't want to make this heavy at all, but um, you know, with watching Chris at the Oscars and you hear all this talk about diversity, and you two could talk about this as much as anybody. Here, I, here we go. Phil. <laughs> I gotta say that when when I was working on Sullivan, one aspect of diversity, quote unquote, is what you see on the screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From the EP perspective, it was getting more diversity in the writer's rooms. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then another thing was in the director's chair, too, because you are one of very, very few uh, black directors out right. there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it, when you saw Chris up there speaking on behalf of black America, addressing diversity, and then what are your own thoughts on diversity currently in Hollywood? What, what would you... Well, you know, it's... it. it not to be heavy either, but it, and it's a huge topic with many different layers. Yeah, um, I think that, you know, <laughs> you know, the and this may not be politically correct. And I don't there, care. There, go there, go there for may, it. May Phil. Not be a, a lot of people that like it, <laughs> but you know, in my opinion, it's not a popularity contest, mm-hmm. and it's not about. Uh, we have to give if we're going to give four white people awards, we need to give at least two black. Like right. it's not about right. that. Yeah, right. it's about the, what's the best product out there. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I must say I didn't see uh, I didn't see Concussion, and there were a couple other movies that I didn't see. But you know, I don't think it's about. It shouldn't be about right. race. You know, at that core level, mm-hmm. it's be, it, look. If this were if like you're saying behind the camera, yeah, let's try and open it up so that we have some diversity on our sets. And mm-hmm. but that is something that is something that we are we're striving for. Mm-hmm. That people come in and go, hey, I think he's the best candidate for the job. Right. Right. right? Um, you know, uh, uh, um, Will Smith didn't do The Martian. 
Now, right. if Will Smith did The Martian, would he be nominated? Who knows? Right. Mm-hmm. Is it a better film? Was it a better script? Right. You know, Lou Gossett won for Officer and a Gentleman. That part was actually written for an Italian guy. Mm-hmm. And Lou went in and stole it. And Lou went, ended up winning the Oscar. Right. So, I, you know, I uh, it's tough because I don't, you know, I think make better black movies. Right, right. And, yeah. and, and if, you and, want, if you want your award, just make better black right. movies. I, That's I, my thing. I I agree that the out of all the movies because I, I I was talking to a couple of uh, comics this weekend they were like straight out of Compton didn't win didn't get nominated I said I said they weren't I said if you have the majority of the Academy voting members are are sixty plus year old yeah, white men right. they're not gonna probably like I get my screeners and. I go down, I put them in a stack and I say, okay, I'm going to watch this, right. this, and then my wife, she'll say, oh, what about Brooklyn? I'm like, yeah, right. we'll get to that, you know? Right. We'll get to that. You know, you, you have your- What about Brooklyn? Right, right, you know, you have your preference and then, um, but uh, a movie like uh, A Beast of No Nation with right. Idris Elba not getting nominated because watching this movie, not as a, a black movie, but just as a as an interesting study of of what's occurring you know um i felt as not just as a as a black um actor but just as an actor i was like when i watched it you know last year i was like oh he's he's he i i don't i know idris used to work at the, at the carolines, at carolines. He, carolines used to be the he was a door dude yeah he really? used to sell yeah, people weed funny. on the set no I'm just <laughs> <laughs> tracy morgan said that starts. not dean it was tracy <laughs> And so, uh, so when I watched this movie, I remember saying, "I'm actually angry at Idris right now." So he did something. He he created something in me that I did not ex- expect to occur. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets. I hope people recognize sure. how brilliant he was sure. in this role. Um, with same thing with diversity. Uh, I think Shonda Rhimes has proven it's possible mm-hmm. to, to because you don't you don't you just write. And you say, like you said, let's hire people that are are right for the role. Right. You know, yeah. You don't say here we we got to do the quote. I just read exactly. for something that clearly was written, and it's it's now a diversity issue because there's a line <laughs> in it that no one crossed out or corrected. So you're in the um, audition saying you can kiss you can my kiss big, my fat my white big Polak. fat white Polak. I got the same ass. script, right? Yes, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. And so and look look at the two of us. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I ran there going, oh, I ain't getting this. Right, I ain't getting so, this. Look, Gary, I, mean, I think it's yours for the taking, <laughs> baby. Forward me that email, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's I'm not available here. Available those he's, days. He's <laughs> shooting. <laughs> You're available any day. Exactly. He's shooting a feature. You can start on Sunday. Available. He's going in to do prep work. Yeah. Prep work. But yeah, I I just I think that's that's how you do it. You 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 open your mind and say, you know, let's let's just see some of everyone. Yeah, this right. Role which, or these which positions. I which I agree with to a certain extent. Right. There have been times where I've gone out on auditions, or or before going out on auditions, and I'll look at the the breakdown, which is you know the description of the character, right. Right. and it'll say any ethnicity, right. right? And then if you read the script, you realize that you're the father of the love interest. Right. In the white world. Right. Right. So right. then you go, which is fine. Look, I'm in an interracial marriage, right. which mm-hmm. is fine for well, me. Well, that's not really <clears throat> fine 
to the rest of America. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's very uncomfortable. Right, but here's the thing. We're raising our children white. Boom! So, okay. um, hello. Hello, I'm here hey, all lady. Week. I'll be at the chuckle bucket <laughs> in about an hour. Just so Who you know, that? Gary. Yeah. Who books that? Gary does. Hey, it's Gary. Remember me? I'm a no. Fuck it. I'm delete. How dare you, Phil? <laughs> but you know, but you go, you go, wait a second. Now they've got to change that. Now they got to change the girl, right, and the right. girl's got to be. It's got to be an inter. So it, when it becomes a little too much, you go. Right. You know what? I don't think they're really. Well, I, I think, think it goes back to the writing. I think yeah. if you, you know, if you want to sit there and preach about diversity, you can bang your chest all you want and scream from the hilltops, and hope to be employed by somebody. Right. Why not write something and be the employer right, like sure, Shonda right. has? Uh, look, you watch exactly. Thursday night on ABC. That's it's the whole Shonda, the whole yeah, night. Right. And that's talent. That's somebody that took pen to paper and said, I'm going to create something. Totally. So when I see like Idris constantly being brought up for the new James Bond, right, the new James Bond, right. it's like, fuck that. I don't want to see a black James Bond. Somebody right. wrote James Bond. Right. Create a character that's even sexier, right. better, yeah. tougher, and more of a badass than James Bond. He can do triple X3. Exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, why Shaft. not create your own right, right, component right. that, you know. Totally. But that, that's totally. that's always been my, my take that's, on that's that. That's what uh, uh, Ian Edwards, a comic friend of ours, we were talking about uh, this weekend. He said, he, um, oh, this morning, because I told him, I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that thing. He's like, he's like, man, that's why I'm, I'm all about writing my own things, because they can't, hopefully they can't, or they won't f- fire you from your thing because right. that's possible too. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. look at look at Stallone right here, yeah. with Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you or <laughs> well, yeah, they fired him. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. Phil, I gotta ask <laughs> you. Fire Sylvester Stallone from Rocky. I gotta ask you. Um, <laughs> it was originally they, written for Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky. I didn't they, know that. Then, yeah, he was. Stallone got it right. I know yes. this is a very difficult question, but just out of the gates, mm-hmm. upon reflex, who is the first person you think of when I say? Who is the greatest talent you've worked with right out of the gates? Just pops oh, in your head. God, greatest talent I've worked with pops out of my head. Phil, you didn't work with me uh, yet, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, greatest talent ever. It might be Eddie Murphy. Hey. Wow. Might be Eddie Murphy. And what did, yeah. when did you work with him? Uh, I did a movie called I Spy with Eddie oh, yeah. Murphy and Owen Wilson. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah Which yeah. was yeah. a good movie. Yeah. That uh, I have a story about that finish. Yeah, but, no, that's. Uh, yeah, uh, were you up uh, for it? You no, were up for no, it. I, 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 was, it. I was up for the Eddie <laughs> role. No, yeah. I was up for Eddie. No, um, no, I so, I went <clears throat> to the screening. I went to the the premiere in New York. Right. And I forgot the 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 movie critic's name. Popular, ah, popular. You know him if yeah. you saw him. He, I think he might have passed away uh, in the last couple of years. Siskel or Ebert? No, it wasn't one of them. <laughs> um, but he sat behind us, right. and because I, I was like, oh, that's that critic, dude. I said, I'm going I'm to keep checking in. I'm The whole movie, I turn around, I'm seeing him fall out dying. Really? Tears dying. That's interesting. The movie ends. I said to him, I was like, I was like, I was like, so I said, what'd you think? He was like, ah, we'll see. I was like, no, really? I said, you just saw exactly. Don't do that. Well, obviously, you worked on the set. What is it that you saw from your perspective? Because look, we can all watch the movie and go, of course, he's fucking talented. But what did you see in terms of working? What's interesting is actually both of them, both Eddie and Owen Wilson, were. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic to work with them because they both they come at the creative process from two different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Eddie comes at it from a stand-up comedian. Okay. So Eddie is like, well, it's fucking funny. 
And, you know, no, keep it in the script because it's fucking funny. It's fucking funny. And Owen, you know, he comes up, he's like, no, Eddie, we can't do that. Look, I think you're being a little braggadocious. I think what we need to do is we got to find some, he's got to have some character, Eddie. He's got to have something that he does. He's gotta, and he does this right. whole thing, right? right? He comes at it from a writer's perspective, right. you know? Okay. And, 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 and it was kind of putting everything in that soup to make it really good right. or to try and make it really right. good. Um, but, you know, he his atten- his his uh improvisational skills are off the charts oh, he yeah. did a run mm-hmm. where he was he was yelling at some guy and he was you know talking about it and, and it literally was two lines of mm. you know what you're gonna be back shining shoes if you don't straighten up mm. and it turned into your mama working at the fish fry and you're gonna be oh, you know like okay. and he did this whole thing give me a reason please give me one reason right, to right. smack your ass right. you know and he did this whole <laughs> and you're just you're, you're mind blown at, right. at how he does it right. now he does it so well right. and by the way can recreate it yeah. uh, a second later, oh, if you have it. to do another take, I remember uh, Betty Thomas, who directed it, said, mm-hmm. "We got to do that again because now I want to get it in close up." Right? Uh, do you want us to play it back? So he goes, "No, I got it." Right. Wow! And did the same thing again, which wow. was fantastic. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, and and again, being a fan, you know, you stand next to him. Now, what was interesting on that movie was, I was hired because we were shooting up in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and. Sony wanted to hire all of Eddie's entourage in the movie he plays a boxer. They wanted to hire them all locally. And Betty Thomas said, there is no way I am hiring some local guy who's done like an episode of Matlock to stand next to Eddie (laughs) and go toe-to-toe. If if Eddie starts to go off and Eddie starts to improvise, we need people there. So it was a a great compliment that they brought me up because they knew that I could hang, you know, at least try and hang with Eddie. Phil's worked with Sherman Hemsley. Guys, (laughs) you can hang with Eddie Murphy. Trust me on this. I mean, look, uh, I know we brought up Lou Gossett Jr. a number of times, but I was in Iron Eagle 3. Mm. Boom! Yeah. Boom, take that wow. and head out. Yeah. Well, I got to ask you this as we, as we the way, near Sherman the finish Hensley line. did stand up. Did you know that? Like, yeah, yes. Wow. He I remember he used to do, he was touring, he was in New York, and, and I, I don't think I ever went, but I remember, I was like, what? Because wow, comics, really? you're always like, wait, he's yeah. right. he stand up? Yeah. Right. And I heard yeah. he was up at Tommy T's in Concord one time, and he trashed the hotel room, oh, and, and, and they tried to get money from him, and he wouldn't pay him. But, I mean, how, how much of that act do you right. think is just him doing that dance that he does? Because <laughs> yeah. I would think it's the total. <laughs> You totally. know how you people shut up except for you? It's right, like, right. I'm sure people ask, do the dance. That's probably all he does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. and, and Billy Crystal was another uh, oh, yeah. oh, wow. great, great to work with. Right? What, what did you see in Billy? I did, well, I did this movie City Slickers, City Slickers. With, yeah. with Billy. And, you know, he is one of these guys where Eddie concentrates on the on the creative stuff and mm-hmm. Owen comes at it from writers. Well, Billy handles it all. I mean, he was the executive producer. He made right. sure everybody was happy on the show. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he was, he kind of co-wrote with uh, Lowell Gans and mm-hmm. Beverly Mandel. So, and uh, Ron Underwood directed, but, you know, Billy was very hands-on. And it was nice to see because, talk about someone who enjoys it and takes pride right. in it. He mm-hmm. was, I mean, and to this day, I mean, that was 25 years ago. Right. To this day, well, I'll see him out and he'll oh, give that's me a great. big hug. Hey, Phil. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to ask right. you, since you've, yes. since you've seen virtually all the perspectives in terms of what it takes to make a film, to make a, a television show. You've done the acting, you've done the directing. Have you thought of writing? You know, or I, have you? I, I, I don't even know. No, so. I, I haven't. And I don't know, you know, I'll answer that question by saying, uh, years ago, I there was one thing I hadn't done in this business, and that was stand-up. Mm. 
And, ah. and actually, my therapist said you should do stand-up comedy because it's the biggest fear. Funny we have the tape. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Busted out, Dave. Could you imagine? He got nervous. Wait, hold on. Exactly. <laughs> you were the bouncer. You were the doorman. So, uh, no, but I hadn't done stand-up. And my therapist literally said, look, it's your biggest fear in this business. you got to conquer that fear. I told that story to Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel said, usually you do stand-up, then go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you went yeah. the other way. But uh, so it was such a huge fear of mine that I ended up doing it, and I don't know how you guys do it. Where'd I you mean, do it? Where'd you? Uh... Well, I took a class. Okay. Because okay. I didn't know how to write a joke. Now, I had done hundreds and hundreds of hours of half-hour television. Right. Gary wants to know what the class is. <laughs> I was going to go that way, but Phil was in the story. <laughs> so rude. Um, it was actually Gary Cannon. <laughs> so uh, you only did it once. I did, so I did it once. Yeah. And it was Fill all, your check. It was all about airplane <laughs> food and the Indian the guy at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> and where was the showcase at? Where'd you guys do well, your Well, but that at? was the thing. That I, you got to go up at the improv. So oh, on, wow. On, nice. on an off night, you right. know, like a Wednesday night at 6.30. Not Mo' Better but... Mondays. <laughs> not, not Big Spike's Mo' Better Mondays. <laughs> pretty anyway, funny so, women show. So I haven't written, you know, the, the closest I get is pitching jokes with guys like you on, when I'm doing, when I'm directing a show or if I'm acting, I, you know, throw stuff in, but haven't, you know the writing i have a couple of projects that uh, my producing partner and i are working on but i think we're gonna how'd your set let go? real writers yeah write. how'd the set go dude it was horrible i mean i was fine uh -huh. i was okay the problem was that it really wasn't you know my jokes were about being at the time my kids were like four and two okay. or five okay. and three so my joke was being about it was about being a dad that was mm -hmm. my whole thing right. and the kids were all college students so it was oh <laughs> you gotta know was, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you know yeah you gotta know your room but yeah. i ain't got any other material right. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> this, is it. this is it. Nothing. Nobody drives a Prius. <laughs> you know when the baby. You know when the baby's diaper falls off. Now, Phil, you what know? are you working on now? <laughs> <laughs> what are you working on currently? I'm currently doing. Uh, do you got? You guys know Vlad Kamano? From, yeah, yeah, uh, oh, Vlad, from yeah. uh, Dominican, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vlad. Yeah, he yeah. just, yeah. I Dominican. saw him the night before he flew out. Okay, yeah. And he was yeah. like, he was like, yeah, man. And you just remind me, I forgot to hit him. When I got out here, yeah, you got to hit him so, up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm doing uh, his pilot for NBC. Okay. Is it with Bill, uh, Bill Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, um, I got a, I got a nice uh, scrub shout out when I walked into the building, nice. which was nice. Yeah, Bill Lawrence, Aaron, who yeah. created uh, Scrubs. <laughs> I was hooch on Scrubs, and uh, it's been, it's great. And Bill did Undateable as well, so it's nice. Um, and then uh, we'll see what happens. I'm actually doing the reboot of One Day at a Time. As wow. Fact. Yeah. Oh, wow. for Netflix. On Netflix. Right? Yeah. 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 One day at a time. Exactly. Old school. Old school. I used to love so, that show. Uh, it's all good. But you keep killing it, Phil. Yeah, we man. cannot thank you I enough. I so appreciate you guys having me. It's yeah, very man. cool. Yeah, and by the way, cool. why don't they do more live sitcoms? Why is it money? Is it just expensive yeah, to do it? It's expensive. And the the big thing, the reason they don't do a lot more live is because it would cut out the audience warm up guy. And no No one wants to do that. Right. Well, here's right. the great news, Phil. I still get to see you on the lot. There you go. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been the dojo. Yeah. How about it for Phil Lewis, yeah, everybody? Phil Lewis, Phil Lewis. Our wonderful co-host from... Uh, from everything. Dean Edwards, <laughs> the yeah. Market Protocol. Yeah. Phil, I'm, I, it's, it's really dope to meet you because as a, as a black... Uh, as a cat that came up that happens to be black... I've seen you in a in so many things, but didn't know your name. Ah, gotcha. you know, and I didn't yeah. re really didn't know your name until watching The Sweet Life. Sure, 
because I have kids now. I'm like, I'm like, what's this brother's name? You know what I mean? Because when you were a kid, you're watching 227. You're like, right, right. oh, that's that black dude I saw in right. Hill Street Blues. Because you do, because you didn't see so many of us, so totally. you always recognize when you saw us. So I'm happy to see well, that you're still doing you. your thing, it's man. It's my pleasure to be next to you, my friend. Thanks, brother. Huge well, fan. we love you, Phil. We thank cannot you. thank you enough for spending time, and thank you so much for not responding to Gary. Yes, as you I'm should. so glad that third time I led with Steve's name. I should have done that earlier. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> A little oh, 